Are you a high-performing parent, entrepreneur, or high achiever in pursuit of excellence? Welcome to The Nexus Podcast, a podcast custom-tailored for families like ours, driven, affluent, and eager to lead extraordinary lives. From rockstar stay-at-home moms to high-producing CEOs, we choose to model success for everyone we are surrounded by. We prioritize health over sickness, embrace a vitalistic lifestyle, and seek to tap into the limitless potential that God has bestowed upon us. I'm Dr. Daniel Kimball, your host, and on this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets to living a fulfilling and abundant life where you and your loved ones can thrive physically, mentally, and spiritually. Together, we'll forge a path to greatness and unleash your God-given capabilities. Get ready to say yes to a life of true prosperity and well-being. This is The Nexus Podcast. What up, Nexus fam? I'm Coco. This is The Nexus Podcast. And my dad is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimberly, and I heard him. Happy listening! Hey, what's up, Nexus fam? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And I am uh, coming off of a weekend of very, very little sleep while I was at an event in Texas where I was speaking, where I was training some other chiropractors, and then obviously learning myself as well. And the coolest part about all of it is, is while I was there, I heard something that I thought was very profound that I wanted to share with you today because it had such an impact on me and how I woke up on Monday morning that I couldn't help but share it with you because I feel like it's an insanely valuable message. And it gets down to the idea of like how many people we get to help. And before I get into the message, uh, for those of you, maybe you haven't listened to the podcast at all. Maybe this is like your first or second time. Maybe you've been listening for a long time, but I think it's a good idea for me to just kind of give a refresher on who I am, where I came from, so that you know what my intentions are when I share this, because there's a powerful question that I want to ask you at the end of the episode. But before I get to that question is like understanding that I think we all have a God-given gift and potential on earth to help people. And I think we are all brought here to help each other in certain ways. And regardless of you know what way that is, I think all of us have a little bit different impact that we will leave on the world and what God wanted us to do and wanted us to be here for and who he wanted us to be here for. There's this idea that when I was teaching, or before, even before I was teaching, I really got into teaching because I wanted to help people. So I started, um, I'm just going to kind of skip over the first part of my life. And we get to, I was ready to graduate high school. My dad basically forced me to apply to college. And I'm so thankful that he did uh, because I was expecting not to get accepted. I actually didn't even want to go to college in the first place. I wanted to be the assistant manager at the oil chain shop that I worked at. And um, what I realized is like, it was the biggest blessing ever when my dad forced me to apply to one school. I was hoping I wouldn't get in. And when I got accepted, I deter- I set my major as pre-law. And when I set my major as pre-law, literally the first day of orientation, they like split us up by majors and we get to go meet some of the faculty and staff who were there, you know, helping run out in that department or in that major area that we were going to focus on. And so literally like first day, hours into the orientation of college, I'm like, these are the, some of the most boring people I've ever met. Now that was a very judgmental time in my life, but that's honestly how I felt. And so I decided there on the spot that I was like, I am not doing pre-law. I'm changing my major. This is way too boring. There's no way I can do it. So what did I do? I declared my major as undecided. And I started with some simple English classes, you know, the basic courses that basically anybody's going to take before they really get into their major. And I was so grateful to have this um, English instructor. It was my first semester, first English course I would take in college. And one of the things that he let us do is he's like, listen, here's a list of topics 
you get to choose what you do your research on. And I found this thing in this list of research that was called the hidden curriculum. And I knew nothing about it, but it just sounded super interesting to me because I knew curriculum was like what teachers teach, but there's this hidden curriculum and the word hidden like really stood out to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder what that is. So part of what he did is he had done some research for us preemptively to get us excited about those certain topics. And one of the studies that I came across was a study by this, t- by this um, professor named Claude M. Steele, who basically what he did is he did this study where he took students and from different races, different socioeconomic statuses. And what he did is he had them take an exam. And in that exam, they basically could determine like, here's what their IQ was, or here's what their performance was. Then he did, he replicated that study where he took those same kids and he took their pictures and they stapled them to the test as they were done with them. And so what happened is that, or I'm sorry, this is at the beginning when they took the pictures. So then the kids knew when they were submitting their test that someone was going to be able to see them, see their skin color, see who they were. And what he found is that when there was a picture associated with the test, kids' performance actually went down. And the question was like, well, why would the kids' performance go down? And the kids' performance would go down because they felt like they would be judged based on how they looked. And so he talks about this idea of a self-fulfilling prophecy, which means that if I think someone's going to judge me negative to, negatively, or if I think someone is going to look at me like I'm a criminal or not as smart or whatever, then I'm not even going to really try on the exam. I don't care anyway. And then that's what comes to light. So these kids actually performed worse on these exams. And the reason I share with this with you is because that's what the hidden curriculum states is that there's a curriculum taught that is keeping kids stuck where they are. And it's implicit. There's no one sitting like behind the curtain somewhere going, oh, let's mess up these kids. But all the research that I kind of saw is that we all have the same potential to be successful, but how that is expressed comes from whether or not there is this thing that exists called a hidden curriculum. And when I started looking at my life, I realized like, oh my gosh, the only reason that I had aspirations to just be the assistant manager at the oil chain shop was because of the hidden curriculum. Now, I'm not saying that there are bad teachers. I had some great teachers. Um, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault, but I wasn't really pushed to think beyond like the person who I was and the people that I hung out with or anything like that. So I could give you tons of different studies on this, but the long story short of it is that the hidden curriculum states that every kid has the same potential to be successful, but through a series of things that they learn and that they learn about and that they are taught, depending on their socioeconomic status and the way that they look, those kids will be taught certain skills that allow them to stay in the same socioeconomic class as their parents. And when I heard and I learned this, this is first semester of my college year or first semester of my freshman year of college, I was like, oh my gosh, this is way too powerful. And since I saw it in myself, I was like, guess what? If we know that it exists, then by default, if we can let kids know that it exists, then we can actually allow for them to succeed and achieve things that they may not have otherwise achieved. And this is when I started getting super fired up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher so I can go to the classrooms so I can start to influence this hidden curriculum. One, let kids know that it exists and then two, encourage them to be their best. And then when we start to train the brain in a certain way, we can actually allow people for unlimited amount of success. So I got all fired up about the success principle and this idea that we all have the same genetic makeup. We all have the same brains. We all kind of have the same wiring. It's really what happens and what decisions we make along the way that allow us to be successful or not. And not just successful in school, but how much money we make, whether you're an employee, whether you're a business owner, um, what, like marriage, uh, divorce, drug use, things like that. And so what I got really, really fired up about 
is I wanted to go into my classroom and I wanted to give kids the best chance possible to like completely crush that hidden curriculum that we knew and that I knew exists based on all the research that I saw. And I was really, really fired up on this concept. So I share this with you because when I was at my seminar this weekend, one of the presenters there, his name's Cole Taylor. He's amazing. Um, and I'd never met him before, but just like a genuinely good human being, super young, built a massive business. Uh, he asked a very simple question. And the question was this, is he said, what are you missing out on by not being your best? And it hit me in such a powerful way because I realized like the reason that I became a teacher is because I wanted to impact more people and I wanted to impact students. But what I realized very quickly when I was teaching those kiddos is that as much as I could teach them about healthy lifestyles and as much as I knew about the brain, they were still going back to the same level of lifestyle that they were living, like because their parents had certain habits, certain beliefs, certain belief systems, certain rules, certain boundaries that were kind of keeping those kids where they were. So as good of a job as I was doing teaching, I realized I needed to impact the parents. So after years of teaching, what I realized is I couldn't go on teaching like the regular English curriculum anymore because I didn't feel like it was congruent. I felt like I needed to teach this principle of health and healing in the brain and chiropractic to parents because when I, and this is a whole other backstory, but just learning about the brain and what, how chiropractic care affects the brain is what made me realize that like, oh, there's a better way to influence the success of every single individual on the planet. So again, I go back to this question is like, what are you missing out on by not being your best? Like I was a great teacher, but I feel like my best and what God called me to be was to become a chiropractor so I could teach these principles about the brain. And so I quit teaching. I took this huge risk. I went to chiropractic school, took on a ton of debt, uh, which I look at as more of an investment than debt. That's a different conversation. And then we moved out to California so I could start my dream practice, which I have. And I'm so, so grateful for it. And we get to help families with this. Here's what's really interesting about the question though, is like, what are you missing out on by not being your best? When he asked me that this weekend, I really questioned like, am I being the best or am I helping each person, each family member, each client inside of our office be the best that they could possibly be outside of me adjusting them? And I really feel like the answer to that was no. And then he asked another question. He said, how many people can you help or can you serve? And when I thought about this, I couldn't help but think of how many people show up into our office and they think that they have little to no impact on other people. And it doesn't matter whether they're business owners or whether they're just a stay at home mom or like whatever the case is. There are a lot of people who don't give themselves credit for how many people that they actually serve or impact. And some people might say, well, like I only have an impact over my direct family. But my question for them, my question for you would be, what are you missing out on by not being your best? Because if you're not being your best, then that means you're not serving your family members the best. And if you're not serving your family members the best, then how are they showing up in the lives of other people who they're close to and who they're friends with? And now this could be a spouse, this could be a kiddo, it doesn't necessarily matter. But one of the things that I realized when he was talking is like, oh my gosh, it's not just the direct people we impact, it's how those people go into their days and impact the world around them. And I believe this is how we truly create change within the world, within our communities that we live in, within our neighborhoods, is by getting a direct impact on the people. And so the question like, is like, who are you created to serve? Like, who did God bring you here to serve? Who did God bring you here to impact? And like going all out in that and really realizing that no matter who you are, 
no matter what your job is, no matter what your calling is, no matter how you make money, no matter what your business is, like I truly believe that we each of us were called for more. And I truly believe that we are missing out on things that are crucial by not being our best. And I would just encourage you, as I am so passionate about not just uplifting the community that we live in, but uplifting like communities around the world. And I just got a message this weekend from a friend who said, he's like, dude, you know what? You recorded this emotional podcast. And he's like, I've sent it out to all the moms in our office. And the response has been so great. And it's like, the only reason I started doing my podcast in the first place is because I, I just wanted to help one more person. Like I wanted to get better at speaking so I could help one more person. And to have an impact in the community, a community with moms and a community of parents on this conversation of emotional regulation is like so, so key to like what I want to create in the world. So I would just have you consider is like, what are you missing out on? Like, who are the people that you're meant to serve that you're not serving because you're not showing up as your best? And then my question beyond that is like, why are you not showing up as your best? Like what decisions do you know you need to make that you're not making today that are keeping you from getting to the place that you want to go, that are keeping you from serving that the people you want to serve? How many people could you potentially help? Because remember, it's not just about you. It's not just about your direct family members, but like I really truly believe that God brought each of us here for a very specific purpose to serve people in our own unique way. When we all bring those gifts to the world, like the world literally becomes a better place. It literally becomes heaven on earth. So my friends, I would just encourage you this week as you roll into the week, just think about who could you serve by being your best? Who are you not serving by not being your best? And then what can you do? What can you start to do to take steps towards showing up as your best every single day, day in and day out? I know the families that we take care of inside of our office, I know for myself personally is like the very first thing I'm doing to try to do that is to show up my best by getting adjusted, making sure that my brain is functioning at 100% because if it's not, then I can't show up for anybody else, including myself in my life the way I could as if I had a clear, healthy, functioning nervous system, which we get through chiropractic care. So my friends, I love you. I appreciate you. If you got some value out of this, if you could do me one of two things, leave a rating, leave a review, and I will come at you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.